Welcome to the Influent Podcast, developing leadership, building success, and influencing society. For more resources, visit us online at influent.life. Hi, Bob Frazier uh, with Influent Live. Welcome back to our show. We have a very fun guest today. This is a guest who is a secular consultant, but he actually brings the gospel in through work. And this is so cool. Can we actually disciple the world with our secular jobs? So welcome here to Abraham Jen. Yes. So so good to have you. And of course, our beautiful Kelly Denowick. And um, you know, it is so exciting. So many Christians, this idea of you know, it's either ministry or the work, and you've got to choose kind of whether you serve God or you serve the system, yeah. right? And the cool thing is you're actually able to bring your own personal faith through your work. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. <coughs> you know, I think uh, I've always uh, wrestled with living in two different cultures. Yeah. Uh, I think just being a Korean-American, um, always living in a family where they're, I have to be acting a certain way and having certain values and I'm living in a different culture out there. And, um, and then as I've been navigating in various different um, uh, worlds and different organizations, what I found at the end of the day, a big part of uh, just who you are needs to be displayed out into the world because people really care about authenticity. And uh, I think a big part for me as I, as I live out and do the work that I do in regards to leadership consultant. Um, I found that you have to live authentically from the inside out, and that's a big. Which part means of it. practicing your faith and Absolutely. being, being not being afraid to be who you really are, yeah. which is a believer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you're also professional. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So you actually work for a secular consulting business, mm-hmm. right? And you go in and basically help revamp companies. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And uh, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, a lot of times people. <coughs> invite us to actually work with our teams and organizations, but we in- inevitably work with each of the leaders. Of course. And, and so, especially if we go through the top-down pro- perspective, you, you have to deal with the upper leadership first, right. and then it starts to trickle in. As we actually engage the leaders, we talk about real-life work issues and teams, but inevitably it goes d- into their self-leadership. And in your self-leadership, you have to talk mm. about your emotions, your relationships, that even sometimes goes into your family relationships. Wow. Because how your leadership is. It gets is, personal. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Of course. So as you lead there, that everything that you lead in that context is, flows into every other context. Of course. You can't yeah. separate who you are from your work, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so naturally, personal things come up. Yeah. And so you actually are able to what? So we, we, we engage in the holistic way. And so if, if it goes into spiritual conversation, we go there. If it goes to emotional things, we go there. And I'll give you an example. Um, there was uh, a person that I was actually coaching. And in that engagement, he said, I want to be more confident in the workplace. There was this lack of security that he had. And sure. he noticed that. He needed to grow mm-hmm. in greater confidence in his leadership, in his space. And what we found as, as we started to go on a deep dive with him, uh, he started to talk about his life. And I noticed that he had a very negative filter in which he engaged and how he commented gave a commentary over his relationships mm. which is really fascinating for me because as I understood his hard wiring what he is made for and how he's supposed to function 
he's he he would normally would actually relate it with more of a positive matter, mm -hmm. but it, it was, was very negative. negative. So I was like, hey, where where does all this negativity and your ability to kind of criticize your relationships come from? And he goes, actually, it comes from my family. It's like, mm. well, tell me more about that. Talks about how his dad was dominating wow. him, and it was just very critical, and he never measured up. And so there we ended up talking about daddy issue stuff, right? Wow. And mm -hmm. we started then going to this aspect of how how his his hold over his dad in regards to this bitterness that he had and this insecurity and just this longing to be affirmed had everything to do with things at his workplace. Mm -hmm. So the first time I went deep dive with him, I was able to sit down and I say, you know what, on behalf of your father, <coughs> can I ask for forgiveness? I mean, it was a little bit of healing for his his background and and I mean, you're you're bringing you're bringing healing into his his family and his his person. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that changes the business. Absolutely. That's right. Right? Yeah. So. Um, Can I just touch upon this? Because <coughs> in the church world, we learn about inner healing and going to God and working through these dynamics personally of what block us, so to speak. But I love that you are translating this out of some Christianese that an everyday person who may not know God, yeah. you're serving them by just still hitting the issues and you're still bringing light. You know, God is with us. Mm -hmm. And just by bringing light and addressing the issue and bringing the kingdom, the the values of forgiveness and, you know, bringing what you're doing, you are bringing Isaiah 61 deliverance into the workplace yeah. without people what? even realizing <laughs> it. So I love how, you know, so many pe believers keep that to the church world. Yeah. And what I love, I think you are a revolutionary in yeah, because you are you are bringing it straight mm. into the work world. So that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very fruitful because you see that. I mean, can Our stuff works. Yeah, can can forgiveness be actually a positive value in culture building and yeah. leadership development of people? Because if you're holding all of this toxic bitterness Energy. or unforgiveness yeah. and all these things that hold deep inside of you. That has everything to do with how you relate to people outside. The, the gospel is holistic. Absolutely, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, our stuff works. Mm -hmm. If you do the gospel, your finances start to work. Your marriage starts mm -hmm. to work. Your family starts to work. Your business starts to work. Your business mm -hmm. relationships start to work, right? Mm -hmm. So the gospel is holistic. We, 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 I think, fail to, to give the gospel its full credit where we think it's, yeah. you know, we call it the gospel of salvation. Yeah. But that's different than the gospel of the kingdom. Yeah. Right? And it's a holistic message where you're bringing in the value system yeah. of, mm -hmm. of, of God. Mm -hmm. Now, you actually were a pastor and you started in ministry as a missionary, right? I mean, you did, yeah. you did some of this. Yeah. So you, you basically, I mean, you were probably thought you were called as a minister, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, uh, it was interesting <laughs> for me because <coughs> I'll be leading people through forgiveness. I would, I would do inner healing. I would share the message of God and how it actually can change and transform them. But I find that it, it was only focusing on building the church and it wasn't really necessarily always translating into every sector. And, and so for me, I, I found that there's so many principles of the gospel and the kingdom and the truth. If of it God's works word. for the church, can it work for everywhere? Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's kind of your journey. Yeah. And so tell me about your transition. I mean, what, what caused you to want to kind of, okay, just get it out of the bubble. Mm -hmm you know, bring the kingdom out of the bubble, so to speak, mm -hmm. you know, and tell me, be honest, was it, was it tough? 
Did you mm -hmm. feel like, oh gosh, I'm going to go into the secular world and I'm really not going to do anything for, for, for Jesus? I'm kind of kind of lay the ministry down or whatever. How did it feel? <coughs> I think for me, um, it was a, a battle at, at, at times where I was like, okay, how do I actually do it where it doesn't offend people? But at the same time, I still want to be an agent of light where right. I'm actually bringing change. And so uh, just to navigate that, and I think a big part of that is how do you actually portray it? What's the packaging do you actually share it? Because a lot of times people has, have an offense towards the way that you communicate it. Uh, sure. mm. And so there's certain vocabulary that we often use that mm. actually can offend people and has certain baggages. So I'm very careful what I use and how I actually communicate Give us some it. examples. Um, <coughs> let's say... Um, Let's say Jesus, right? Mm. That word has a lot of baggages, right? But how would you talk about his kingdom culture without actually saying his name, right? Mm. And so one of the ways that we actually, uh, I believe, can be a powerful way is defining who he is, you know? So mm. grace and truth, right? Mm. If you actually talk about what grace is mm. and what truth is and the di the, both of those dynamics, then you're able to really... Uh, paint a picture of what true leadership looks like, mm. right? And so, <coughs> and even with the word grace, if you can use other words, like love, what is compassion? Mm. Not a lot of people object to love. Yeah. Or grace. Yeah. Or truth. Yeah. Right? <laughs> people don't, don't have any problem with those words, but those are other words for Jesus. Yeah. Right? He is mm. capital T. Yeah. Right? He's capital G, grace. Right? He's the embodiment of those things. He is, he is those things, yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So bringing those things and in. And when you encounter those things, you're actually encountering him. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when, you, when you decided to kind of go into the secular consulting business, mm -hmm. did you feel like you were giving up on the gospel or giving up on, you know, the calling of God or the ministry calling? No, you know, uh, for me, uh, I've always had this message where, Everyone is a minister. Everyone is supposed to be a light. Everyone is supposed wherever to be wherever you are, wherever whatever you, are. you do. Yeah, and um, and so for me, I realized that it wasn't. I had to explain to other people that mm. I, I wasn't moving away from that. <laughs> that I actually am so still engaged. So you didn't have it. a problem, but other people were like, "Wait a minute." Well, yeah, because I've heard people divorce it and and say that you know you're doing this and you're in this kind of holy huddle mm. and you're doing this religious thing and then then now you're doing the marketplace thing. But I feel like that language in itself kind of separates us. It, it's not helpful, is it? It's not helpful. No. There, there is no separation, yeah. right? The, the, this, is, this is where we've really lost something, yeah. I, I think, in our, in our gospel. Because I, I, I think in some ways our gospel has become kind of a Greek gospel, mm. you know, which has this idea of the separation of the, the spiritual and the natural, where the, the Hebrew gospel, right, mm. if, if you plant seed and you have a good crop, God blessed you, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If you had a new invention, God blessed you, yeah. right? If you go and go in and study and get a Nobel Prize, well, that's, that's, the Lord is helping you. The Lord is, so there's no, there's no, there's no separation in the, in the Jewish culture from our, mm. from what we do mm -hmm. and, and how we, you know, the way we contribute to the world. Yeah. And God's view, right? The, yeah. sy the system and the spirit are not separated; yeah. they're all integrated. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I think we've lost something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the, the the identity of being a kingdom of priests, this kingly ability mm -hmm. to go into the, to to wherever you are, and you're actually ruling and reigning, taking dominion. And then the priests, you you actually bring the presence of God, you bring the values of God, you bring the nearness of Him wherever you are. 
But I feel like we've actually kind of broke that, that, that kingdom of priest identity and we just separated that and mm. put that in, in isolation to one another. But I really believe it's that duality that comes together that I really believe that we are to walk in. Wait a minute. We're both. We are both. So are you a priest or are you a king? We're both. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. That, that, that's right. Yeah. We are both. We, we don't have permission mm. to not be priestly. Yeah. Right. And not be connected. Mm -hmm. We also don't have permission to not be kingly. Yeah. And being exercising rulership and authority in the planet. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. you know, and so that's that's so much about what I what I love what you what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I think a lot of people, I know a lot of people who are Christians who are evangelists and when you talk about bringing the ways of God in and, and you know, they they don't really like it mm -hmm. as much because if you're not actually talking about Jesus mm -hmm. and bringing salvation, mm -hmm. it's kind of like it doesn't count and yeah. it's, you know. Yeah. What do you think about that? You know, it's really interesting. If you even look at how even Jesus talks about God, uh, he doesn't even sometimes use all the Christianese that we use. Mm. <laughs> uh, he uses just analogies of the birds in the air. It's just like he uses common like symbols and yeah. a vernacular that is relatable to the people there. Right. And, and so I, I think we do a disservice when we only talk in a certain mm. vocabulary that actually creates outsiders and insiders. Oh. And so that's what really a big mm. part of culture development mm. is how do you use language that actually allows you to have influence because language is power. Language is actually the, mm. the, 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 par the first part of actually changing culture. And we got to think about values and culture and language all together, and really be careful how we actually use our language because that's the that's the the uh, the, the magic where you can actually engage mm -hmm. people and change them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I loved in our conversation <coughs> where you said, you know, God's really in the people business, uh -huh. and so you're building people, uh -huh. and you know. First Corinthians where it says one sows the seed and another person waters it. I just see that as what you're doing. You are in the business of building people and building light and truth mm -hmm. and the kingdom into them. And yeah. so that is salvation. It may not be full on deliverance as mm -hmm. we would call it in the church, but you are a kingdom worker by yeah. building people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so so you're now your consulting business this giant worldwide. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a amazing, <coughs> amazing business. Tell us a little bit about Giant. Yeah, Giant is a people growth strategy. We actually bring in a leadership operating system for companies and we go work with individuals. We help them from mm -hmm. um, causing leadership sabotage. Sometimes there's people who <laughs> don't know how they sound on the other <laughs> side of them. They undermine their influence constantly, right? And uh, they I got in a lot of trouble <laughs> in my early days. Yeah, that's why it's hard to believe. <laughs> And, and people wonder why, you know, certain patterns are happening in their mm -hmm. lives. And well, we, it's very predictive, actually. And we, we basically have different tools and different ways and where we can actually say, hey, this is who you are. And we, we shine a mirror on them and they, they can see that. And it's really powerful. And because a lot of people, not many people actually do work on self-awareness and know what their strengths and weaknesses are. They kind of fumble into that, but then they don't have very much clarity into it. And then we take that individual understanding and helping them to find their leadership voice. Mm. And we, then we say, hey, what does that look like in regards to the team dynamic? And we maximize team performance. And we believe at the end of the day, if you can have deep collaboration, it's going to actually end up with great productivity mm. and, uh, and, and ultimately pr a profitability. Yeah. So you're focusing on leadership mm -hmm. and teams yeah. and leadership related to teams. So actually, I, 
I have a little inside information because my wife has actually hired yeah. you and yeah. just absolutely raves, you know, <laughs> about about what you're doing. I'm curious what she talks about. Just, well, <laughs> just amazing insight into helping her be a better leader mm. and helping her think about her team dynamics. Mm. Okay, but here's here's the really cool thing. Mm. I mean, what you're doing, when you're teaching people to better being a, be a better leader, you're actually teaching them how to, how you're, you're teaching gospel principles. Yeah. Right? It's in the Bible, right? Forgiveness. Um, Culture of honor, right? Yeah. Servant leadership. I mean, mm -hmm. some of the things that, that you're talking about, these, these principles, how to be a better leader, how to communicate better, how to mm -hmm. how to be a better leader, right? It's the gospel value system, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's, uh, when we look at just... So you're actually, by doing your job mm -hmm. and getting paid to do your secular job, you're actually bringing the kingdom. Yes, we are. <laughs> when you're actually bringing human flourishment and actually show what a, a, a true human that actually can bring liberation and healing right. and actually like Jesus said I came to set people free yeah he he healed people he, he set them free you know that's a big part of his job mm -hmm. and big part of what you're doing yes right you're bringing the value system of God in mm -hmm. you know and, and I, actually, I actually think that we we have largely misunderstood the gospel in a lot of ways and mm -hmm. the Great Commission Right, the great the Great Commission, he said, go into into all the nations, uh, you know, teach the gospel, uh, bring bring the gospel, bring my ways into the earth. He said, teaching them to obey my commandments, yeah. and that's discipling the nations, right? Disciple all the nations, teaching them to obey my commandments. Yeah. I would argue that you're actually discipling mm -hmm. the nations, right, by bringing his value system and his his ways in. Yeah, you're actually bringing mm -hmm. the gospel in. Yeah, and so so if if a person who is getting a divorce and mean to his wife and doesn't relate to his family actually changes, that's the kingdom, mm -hmm. right? If someone who, who is abusing employees and whatever else or, you know, stops, that's the kingdom, yeah. right? If someone finds love from, from, you know, turns from forgiveness to, you know, unforgiveness and bitterness to love, that's the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And that is actually discipleship. He, Jesus said, teaching them to obey my commandments. Well, what does that mean to obey his commandments? Well, his commandments is the whole set of his teachings that he taught on the earth. Yeah. Right? Love your neighbor. You know, forgiveness. All these, all these things, right? He, he wants adherence of his ways, not just people who raise their hand and acknowledge a, a, him as Lord, which that's step one, and we all want to do that. We certainly want more of that. Mm -hmm. But no, it's really deeper than that. Discipling is actually transforming the culture, the system, and the people. Mm -hmm. And I would argue you're doing that. And I would argue, you're, you're, you, as, as a businessman, you're actually doing that. And I believe not only can he do it, but and is he doing it, but we all can do it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so for us, one of the geniuses that we actually engage in helping to develop people and actually multiply it is we're always looking at the principle of what is simple, um, scalable, and sustainable. And so we take all these metrics of values into specific language into a visual tool. And that visual tool is uh, allowed to be shared to people. And when you actually see it, it's so easy because how many of you guys know that when you actually take uh, a book and you synthesize it into a cliff notes of a, a picture, mm -hmm. you can actually remember stuff. A lot of people do. And therefore, right away, people are able to replicate that throughout the organization. So it doesn't become just, just the executive understanding it, but it could be 
from the white collar to blue collar, wherever you are in education, we say, if a 13-year-old can understand it, then we actually done a good job in, mm. in making it simple enough for everyone to receive it. Yeah. So. And, and changing the culture. Yeah. Bringing the value system in. Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, one of my favorite stories is um, John Maxwell, right? Mm -hmm. Who has written all these leadership books. I mean, literally, I don't. I've traveled the world. I've never been in a CEO's office that didn't have one of his books mm -hmm. on their bookshelf. And mm -hmm. he's a pastor yeah. who writes biblical principles, and he's just translated them in, in, into, into secular terminology, mm -hmm. which, you know, Jesus translated his, his words so they could be understood to the people he was talking with, right? Mm -hmm. And now it's literally best practices, right? You know, the level five leader and the servant leader and all these things and, you know, is all best practices in business, right? Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the kingdom mm -hmm. is best practices, Yeah. you know? Does it matter? Does it matter? Kelly, does that matter? It's amazing. The, these signs will follow those who believe. So I, I believe in the tangible favor of God, but miracles that we can believe for miracles following us as we're implementing kingdom principle. You know, you're talking about just That's the, simple, the simple miracle of seeing transformation imparted into another life. That yeah. is a miracle following you as a worker, uh, as an evangelist, as a pastor, as a teacher, as a prophet and an apostle in the marketplace as mm -hmm. a businessman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's awesome. I, I just love this idea of integrating our lives, mm -hmm. right? We're, we're one human. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in the financial business, you know, I have a business, but I'm, I am also a believer. Yeah. And I'm a professional, I do my job, I run my business as a professional, but I'm, I'm practicing my faith as a believer every moment of every day. You know, and that's that's, and I'm bringing the value system of God in, you know, into my my business yeah. every day, and salting the culture, right, leavening the culture. Mm -hmm. So tell us some stories. Yeah, um, one of the things that we do is we actually help people distinguish between their nature, nurture, and their choices, and we are able to help them to understand the the nuance of why they behave a certain way. Um, as I've been actually working with uh, a chairman of a board one time, um, and we we're sitting eating a steak, um, I started to just say, hey, in light of who you are, for you to be vulnerable, for you to open up, for you to share all your weaknesses, you have a hard time doing that. And if you want to go to your next level of leadership, to continue to develop trust with the people that you really love and care for, even when you work for, uh, you need to engage in those type of dialogue more. Transparency. Transparency, basically. And I said, if, if you don't develop that, you're going to start to push people away. Mm. And he said, you know what? You're right. He ends up saying, you know what? I actually have a tumor right here, and I haven't told my wife yet. Oh, wow. And he just ends up just sharing, just yeah. spilling his beans of all the times that he actually has pushed people away. And, and for the first time, he, he felt like, man, I can like, really he share be, myself. He could be honest and yeah. transparent. And he ends up sharing, you know what? Um, he goes, are you a religious man? He asks me, and I, was, I go, yeah, I, I am. I have, I have, my faith is very strong. I believe in Jesus Christ. Um, and he goes, yeah, you know, my wife, she's a, she's a PK. She, she goes to church. Preacher's kid. Preacher's kid, yeah. And um, I, I, I go to worship, but, um, but sometimes I can't just be there. It's like, okay. What do you mean you can't just be there? It's like, I don't know. I just feel like I have to, I have to leave. <laughs> it's like, 
And then in my background, I'm like, okay, there's something happening <laughs> spiritually or something emotionally on, happening. Right. What's going on? I said, <clears throat> can I ask you why you can't be there? Mm. And he goes, I don't know. I just, you know what? I never really thought about this, he said. Just, I just feel like I'm not worth it. Wow. Mm. And, I, and I looked him square in the eyes and I said, you know what? You are never worth it because he was worth it for you. Mm. And right there, I had an open opportunity to just share um, who the he is. Isn't about our and works. And the grace it's of God grace, and, yeah. and just not by works and just really was able to encourage him, you know, mm. and, and then to be able to pray for him, pray for his That's tumor, awesome. you know, and, and to be able to go to places that most people can't bring the gospel into or just can't bring their faith into. And, and mm. I see it's so seamless because he needs that. Because you imagine if you're pushing so many people away and you're trying to be self-sufficient all the time, you know how much stress that is mm. as a leader? And how much release he had just right there just to be able to talk about those things and bring those things to the light. And, um, and at the end, he just, you know, texts me and goes, thank you so much. You know, mm. like I, I, I wasn't mm. able to share this <coughs> with anybody, you know. And, mm. and so um, this was before I even, even cut a deal of a contract. You know, mm. I, I, I just... T- kind of just went there because I just felt like it just led to that. Mm-hmm. It was something that mm-hmm. he invited me into. Mm-hmm. I don't force myself into that place, but if, if it goes to that direction, I'll go there. I'm not afraid mm-hmm. of it. And I, I, I genuinely believe that's the best for him, that he needs to talk about those things. He needs to go of there. Of course. And that, that there was this condemnation and this guilt that he carried where he felt he was never measured enough. And so because he felt like he was trying to look good all the time, he was pushing people away and he didn't want people to come in. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, I believe that's a huge aha for him as a leader, mm. as he's leading himself differently. I love that. A personal concept that I carry is that I'm Esther in a business suit, mm-hmm. but I that's go in, awesome. I go in incognito mm-hmm. as a as a spiritual professional, you know, looking like the world, so I can, you know, I do my work just like you. You you go into your professional. Uh, situation where you're meeting with your clients and then as God opens the door as that tender spot comes mm-hmm. then you gently follow that and bring truth and yeah. so I love how so many Christians are just gotta preach the gospel but waiting on God to really open up the opportunities because the world it's a it's a dry and a weary land spiritually mm-hmm. and they're wanting truth but Absolutely. we have to wait for the door of their heart to open first yeah. and so I love how you, this story just shows being sensitive to mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit to allow for the right timing to really be able to bring yeah. something that probably marked his life forever yeah. um, because you partnered with God in that timing and yeah. was yeah. a friend to him. I'll say something you probably won't hear from the, from the pulpits. Dial it down at work. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I think that's I think it's easier than we make it think than mm-hmm. we than we than we think it is, right? To 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 be a light and to share the gospel. And I, in my first book, Marketplace Christianity, I wrote one of the most powerful ways to share the gospel and is to share your is share your personal faith. You know, but it's after praying for someone's needs. So the mm-hmm. idea is this: that build a real friendship. Yeah. Like you did with this gentleman, mm-hmm. an authentic, mm-hmm. real friendship. And inevitably, when you build a real friendship, they will tell you their woes, mm. right? Friends share their issues, yeah. right? So, so somebody says, gosh, had a bad day with my wife, you know, or, you know, we're not doing that good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's gonna work. I mean, wow, that's friendship. When, when somebody shares at that level, that's friendship. Well, now what do you do? Well, be a friend, yeah. you know? And now, as you said, you go with the Holy Spirit, you say, Lord, 
Should I pray for them? How, sh how should I pray? Should I pray that things mm -hmm. get healed? Should I pray for better understanding? What should I pray? Just, mm -hmm. you know, how do I pray privately for them? Should I ask them to pray? It's all okay, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And you pray for them, you know, as a friend mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, privately or just give them wisdom or advice privately, but it's easier than we think. And then as they ask about your faith, you simply share your testimony. You share your own, your own, what who Jesus is to you personally. You don't mm -hmm. have to have some big formal gospel presentation. It's really yeah. very, very simple, right? And I think we've, I think we've totally, you know, missed the simplicity of the gospel, mm -hmm. which is a life transformed, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can only share about what I personally experienced, right? So share what you personally experienced. Yeah. But just praying for people's needs, it's really so simple. I hear people, you know, you've built a, a wonderful business where you build relationships with people. Mm -hmm. And as, and as a normal part of that, people are going to share their personal issues and yeah. challenges. And it's an opportunity to bring healing, the gospel, et cetera. Yeah. It's so powerful. Yeah. Mm. Everyone can do this. Yeah. Come on, man. Yes. You're, you're awesome. <laughs> you guys, this is, this is so cool. This is so cool. Do we have time for another story? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, there was a CEO I knew, and um, she shares with me um, how she engages in lots of different conversations. I said, hey, do you, I, I knew right away just the way that um, she was gifted. She had this uh, innate ability to pick up people's energy or vibes or you mm. know, spiritual you know, presence. And and I, and I said, hey, do you know how to actually shelve that? Do you know how to disconnect from that? Because sometimes that could be overwhelming. She goes, how do you know that? How do you know that about me? It's like, well, it's just in, naturally in, in your gift set, you can see that, that that is a common expression or a common issue that you could actually deal with. And so I said, and, sh and she ends up going, no, I don't know how to do that. Um, so I said, hey, close your eyes. Say, I want you to picture all the different people that are you're connected with. And they may be actually connected with a rope or some type of chain. And basically end up leading her into some type of listening prayer where she's mm. able to give those relationships to the liberator, you know, the person that is, is the most uh, freeing oh. person, right? For, he, for her, it was her dad mm. that she gave it to. Mm. But it came to the point where, where she said, you know what? I think the greatest liberator for me is, uh, I, she ends up sharing... I'm, I'm a believer as well. So she ends up going, hey, I haven't been praying for a long time. She ends up going, can I give this to, to him? I was like, absolutely, can you do that? And so right there where she no. hasn't been engaged in church for like maybe a couple months because of various different reasons, she's able to experience that type of freedom right there yeah. where she's able to give away and disconnect and really be able to recalibrate herself. Yeah. And that's a huge thing as a leader. If there's a lot of clutter in their mind, in their heart, in their spirit, uh, it could really affect them from really being able to fully engage. Because literally she would sometimes isolate herself mm -hmm. to certain conversations, certain people, yes, because she couldn't really be able to give, mm -hmm. couldn't be able to listen. Yeah. So, yeah. That's mm -hmm. awesome. You're the catalyst. Yeah. So we're out of time, but what would you say to our viewers? Um, I really believe that you can live out your faith um, in every context, you don't have to do that just in the workplace, but it can be the little, littlest thing of just sharing love, truth, uh, showing the values that you carry, and being able to 
when, when it's opportunity arises and they ask you where is this coming from, that you can actually really share your faith, share your journey of why you actually live with the way that you do. And mm. it works. It works. Awesome. Yeah. Mm. All right. So awesome. It's so, so awesome to have you here, Abraham. And wow. we'll see you next time, Influent Live. God bless you. Mm-hmm.